Hi, this is Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 51 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. Roman numeral three. It is remarkable that God has so continued and renewed the showers of his grace here, so quickly set up his visible kingdom among these people and so smiled upon them in relation to their acquirement of knowledge, both divine and human. It is now nearly a year since the beginning of this gracious outpouring of the divine spirit among them. And although it has often seemed to decline and abate for some short space of time, as may be observed by several passages of my journal, where I have endeavored to note things, just as from time to time they appear to me. Yet the shower has seemed to be renewed and the work of grace revived again. A divine influence seems still apparently to attend the means of grace in a greater or less degree in most of our meetings for religious exercises, whereby religious persons are refreshed, strengthened, and established, convictions revived and promoted in many instances, and some few persons newly awakened from time to time. It must be acknowledged that for some time past, there has in general appeared a more manifest decline of this work, and the divine spirit has seemed in a considerable measure withdrawn, especially with regard to his awakening influence, so that the strangers who come latterly are not seized with concern as formerly, and some few who have been much affected with divine truths in time past now appear less concerned. Yet, blessed be God, there is still an appearance of divine power and grace, a desirable degree of tenderness, religious affection, and devotion in our assemblies. As God has continued and renewed the showers of his grace among this people for some time, so he has, with uncommon quickness, set up his visible kingdom and gathered himself a church in the midst of them. Fifteen individuals, since the conclusion of my last journal, have made a public profession of their faith, making thirty-eight within the space of eleven months, all of whom appear to have had a work of special grace wrought in their hearts. I mean, to have had the experience not only of the awakening, but in a judgment of charity, of the renewing influences of the divine spirit. There are many others under solemn concern for their souls and deep convictions of their sin 
and misery, but who do not yet give that decisive evidence which could be desired of a saving change. From the time when, as I am informed, some of them were attending an idolatrous feast and sacrifice in honor to devils, to the time when they sat down at the Lord's table, I trust to the honor of God was not more than a full year. Surely Christ's little flock here, so suddenly gathered from among pagans, may justly say in the language of the church of old, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Much of the goodness of God has also appeared in relation to their acquisition of knowledge, both in religion and in the affairs of common life. There has been a wonderful thirst after Christian knowledge prevailing among them in general, and an eager desire of being instructed in Christian doctrines and manners. This has prompted them to ask many pertinent as well as important questions, the answers to which have tended much to enlighten their minds and promote their knowledge in divine things. Many of the doctrines which I have delivered, they have queried with me about in order to gain further light and insight into them and have from time to time manifested a good understanding of them by their answers to the questions proposed to them in my catechetical lectures. They have likewise queried with me respecting a proper method as well as proper matter of prayer and expressions suitable to be used in that religious exercise and have taken pains in order to the performance of this duty with understanding. They have likewise taken pains and appeared remarkably apt in learning to sing psalm tunes and are now able to sing with a good degree of decency in the worship of God. They have also acquired a considerable degree of useful knowledge in the affairs of common life so that they now appear like rational creatures fit for human society, free of that savage roughness and brutish stupidity which rendered them very disagreeable in their pagan state. They seem ambitious of a thorough acquaintance with the English language, and for that end frequently speak it among themselves. Many of them have made good proficiency in acquiring it since my coming among them, so that most of them can understand a considerable part, and some, the substance of my discourses, without an interpreter being used to my simple and familiar methods of expression, though they could not well understand other ministers, as they are desirous of instruction and surprisingly apt in the reception of it. So divine providence has smiled upon them with regard to the proper means in order to it. The attempts made for establishing a school among them have succeeded, 
and a kind providence has sent them a schoolmaster, of whom I may justly say, I know of no man like-minded who will naturally care for their state. He has, generally, thirty or thirty-five children in his school, and when he kept an evening school, as he did while the length of the evenings would admit of it, fifteen or twenty grown people, married and single, attended. The children learn with surprising readiness, so that their master tells me he never had an English school which learned, in general, so fast. There were not above two in thirty, although some of them were very small, had learned all the letters in the alphabet within three days after his entrance upon his business, and several in that space of time learned to spell considerably. Some of them, in less than five months, have learned to read with ease in the Psalter or Testament. They are instructed twice a week in the Catechism on Wednesday and Saturday. Some of them, since the latter end of February, when they began, have committed more than half of it to memory, and most of them have made some proficiency in it. They are likewise instructed in the duty of secret prayer, and most of them constantly attend it night and morning, and are very careful to inform their master if they apprehend that any of their little schoolmates neglect that religious exercise. Roman numeral four. It is worthy to be noted to the praise of sovereign grace that amidst so great a work of conviction, so much concern and religious affection, there has been no prevalence nor indeed any considerable appearance of false religion, heats of imagination, intemperate zeal, or spiritual pride, and that there have been very few instances of irregular and scandalous behavior among those who have appeared serious. This work of grace has, in the main, been carried on with a surprising degree of purity and freedom from corrupt mixture. Their religious concern has generally been rational and just, arising from a sense of their sins and exposure to the divine displeasure on account of them, as well as their utter inability to deliver themselves from the misery they felt and feared. If there has been, in any instance, an appearance of concern and perturbation of mind when the subjects of it knew not why, yet there has been no prevalence of any such thing, and indeed I scarcely know of any instance of that nature at all. It is very remarkable that although the concern of many persons under convictions of their perishing state has been very great and pressing, yet I have never seen anything like desperation attending it in any one instance. They have had the most lively sense of their undoneness in themselves, have been brought to give up all hopes of deliverance from themselves, have experienced great distress and anguish of soul, and yet 
In the seasons of the greatest extremity, there has been no appearance of despair in any of them. Nothing that has discouraged or in any wise hindered them from the most diligent use of all proper means for their conversion and salvation. Hence it is apparent that there is not that danger of persons being driven into despair under spiritual trouble unless in cases of deep and habitual melancholy, which the world in general is ready to imagine. This concludes episode 51 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd. <laughs>